but feminism is about fairness, the basic and fundamental human right of being able to participate in the choices for your future. Girls like you inspire me and impress me every single day. Spread your fire. Use your fire to light other women's torches and make more light and more heat for all of us. Me too must become we too. We are all in this together. Feminists. The person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome back, welcome if you're new. I'm a 22-year-old college student from Argentina having a lifestyle career-based podcast. And this is, I cannot believe I'm about to say this, this is the last episode of my women's march series so for anyone that may be new here throughout the month of march i basically made this whole series focused on feminism women equality and women empowerment just to highlight important topics we talked about everything and this is the last episode about that series so the intro is gonna go back to normal and my feed is gonna go back to just browns no more purples And yeah, it feels weird. I don't know. I remember planning the series and thinking that there are so many months, so many months, so many Mondays in March. And now it's done. I don't, I don't even know what happened in the middle. Like I had such a hard time sometimes planning this whole series and I wanted to make it interesting enough, but touch every topic that I felt that was important. Still, I think we have a lot of conversations and a lot of episodes about this topic that I still can do. But yeah, I don't know. I cannot believe it's done. But I don't want to make this intro too, too long because the episode coming your way is, is long. It is like an hour and 20 minutes, which is a long episode, but it's so good. I just... I love it. I, I've been editing. I think I edited half of it. And there's nothing to cut from it. Like, it's so good. But before we get into that, I want to just do a little weekly review as we usually do. A quickly little highlights and challenges. So, yeah, let's get on to that. So, my challenge this week, I'm not surprised by this. It was going to happen. Is having to just, I'm not. I'm not be I'm burned out I feel I'm getting to a point where I'm about to be burned out and I can feel it and it happens like I start Mondays okay like usually my Mondays lately with school have been really really lazy days and then Tuesdays I get on and I have everything and I'm more productive and all of that but the thing is I don't know how to take breaks and I've been working weekends for the past two weekends which is I don't recommend it and I just I just I just finish working on Sundays and then I start right back school on Mondays and working again and I just never take a break so yeah that's my challenge right now just not having time to take a break which is not good like just one day of me doing absolutely nothing just watching tv and that's kind of it I'm not having those kind of kinds of days and I'm not also prioritizing those kinds of days but you know that's my challenge and i hope i get there someday <laughs> if anyone has any tips please let me know and then my highlight i have two highlights of the week so one would be that my grandma thank god got the first dose of the vaccine the covid vaccine here we have the russian vaccine 
and she got the first dose this past Tuesday, which is so exciting. Like first priority always is that she is safe and protected and all of that. So I'm really happy about it. And then the second highlight I have is a new show that I started watching that I'm officially obsessed with. I finished the first season this past week. Okay, this kind of ties up back with me not having, not taking breaks. I take breaks during the days, like sometimes at night. When I'm about to fall asleep, I watch a show, like an episode of this show and all of that. But still, I work all day, so I don't think that counts. Okay, uh, this show is one of my favorite shows of the moment. It's called The Americans. I know it has won a lot of awards and stuff like that, but it's it's so good. I watch it on Amazon Prime, and it's about two KGB spies that are living in America during the Reagan administration era. So... Yeah, it has everything that I like. <laughs> so now onto the episode, so I don't make this intro any longer. This episode is with the ladies from Love You Minute Podcast, Meg and Erin. We did an episode a while ago, not too long ago, I think, all about cancel culture. And I just felt like this topic tied right back in as a part two. So make sure you listen to that one. And this episode, we talked all about the Me Too, Time's Up movement. We talked about where we see it, cases that we know, how we can change this in the future, also just everything. I think we touch on everything and everything, anything and everything. So yeah, just hope you stay around and listen. Again, I don't want to make this intro any longer, but just it's a really good episode and I hope you enjoy it. And let me know if you like this series. Like I cannot believe it's already over. <laughs> yeah, so I'll let you listen to the episode now hey guys welcome back to another episode of my point of view and today i have two very exciting guests hi girls hi hello <laughs> welcome back so cool we say it, like at the same time I'm so excited to be here again. Yeah, (laughs) this is so exciting. So give a little bit of an introduction for the people that may not know who you are. Well, if you haven't listened to our episode with Camila before, go ahead and listen to that. Um, But I am Meg and this is my co-host, Erin. We are the hosts of the Loving Unit podcast. Um, We're best friends. We're roommates. We met in college. Um, We just are pretty much attached to the hip (laughs) and... We just talk about literally everything on our podcast and Camila is one of our internet friends and we're so happy to be on her podcast and we have to have her on our podcast soon, but we have to get our shit together (laughs) and actually do like a content calendar and all that stuff. So we'll get back to you on that. So that'll be coming soon. So if anybody has any ideas for what they'd want Camila to talk about, because she has so much to say, (laughs) we would love to know. (laughs) She has so much to say. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so weird. But... As I ask every guest at the beginning of the interviews, I just wanted to ask you, how are you really doing, girls? We kind of had a little bit of a chat before we started recording about their couple past couple of weeks that have been kind of crazy, but just share with my listeners, how are you really doing? We're getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, we unfortunately both had COVID. Um, we're okay, so that's good. Um, we're just kind of recovering, getting back into life. Um, but it was yeah it was crazy we had to take like a month off from our podcast just yeah. because it was like 
we were just not okay mm-hmm. but and like we were both quarantining but we weren't quarantining together because yeah. I mean obviously like it's fine to quarantine with someone if you both have COVID but to some extent like symptoms and stuff yeah. like whatever so it's better to do it separately and so that sucked because we couldn't do I mean we probably could have done it over Zoom but like nobody was feeling good anyway no. but now that that's in the past and in our rearview mirror I'm feeling pretty good I am I feel like I am kind of overwhelmed because I just, well, I started a new job a month ago, but like, I'm just, I'm still like getting the hang of it and have a lot of like imposter syndrome for some reason, just feeling like, I'm like, I just don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah. why did they give me this job? But then I remember that they did. Yeah. They hired you, you know, they chose you. Yeah. So you gotta remember that. That's super cool. Yeah. But the thing is, I feel like we are all, I mean, I feel like this time of the year and then October, November, everyone gets so overwhelmed with everything going on because mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like this couple months goes by so fast and you don't know what to do. And also, I don't know, I feel imposter syndrome is something that everyone is going through. But I w- I'm in a group with some other girls with scouts over from OKCs and everyone was like, I feel this so burn- burnt out. I-, I feel burnout. I don't know. And everyone is like, yeah, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I feel like it's like the time of the year also. But also you guys went through something super crazy. And <laughs> But basically, this is the last episode of March Women's March, which is insane. Like, where has March gone? I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I feel like I started this yesterday. Really? I don't really. know. I just don't know. But yeah, basically, Women's March is a month that I just a series that I did in my podcast all throughout the month of March, just to kind of highlight women and feminism and all of that, and and it's kind of different topics with this episode but before we get on to the topic of today's episode i just want to ask you the questions that i ask everybody for this series so the first question says what feminism means to you and how has it helped you okay i wrote like so much for this okay (laughs) so feminism to me is all about intersectionality so that includes women of all ages sexual orientation socioeconomic statuses abilities, races, and anyone who identifies as female Mm -hmm. or embodies female traits. Um, And I think something that like feminism has a negative connotation about is that it's just man-hating and it's so not that. It's for everybody and it's almost just like a big middle finger to gender roles Mm -hmm. and, and like norms and stuff and it just I don't know it benefits everybody I think Mm -hmm. no I mean like I feel like you just said it you really packaged it up well but I feel like it's just I don't know it's all about equality which is literally the definition of feminism Mm -hmm. it's like females being on the same level as males because I mean we've all been in like I know we'll get into like workplace stuff later but we've all been in like workplace environments or even like in school and stuff where it's like you feel like men kind of get like the upper hand and they get more opportunities than like women do or female like identifying people and so I think it's really just about I don't know just leveling everything out across the board and being like hey anything men can do like I can do too and something I a really important point I want to bring up and it's a little controversial um but like being a woman is hard Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Um, being a woman is hard, but so is being a man. So um, that's like sounds crazy, but if you think about it, like there are certain parameters that men are expected to have. So they're supposed to look a certain way, like have a certain body type. They're supposed to be successful. They're supposed to have a certain job. They're supposed to provide for their family. That's a lot of pressure. 
Hmm. And for sure, I think a lot of people, and they're also the biggest thing, they're not supposed to show emotion. So how are they supposed to handle everything that society is placing on them when they can't express it? Yeah. So I think if we were to fix the problem with men and like how we raise boys and stuff like that, we would be able to implement more like feminist feminist policies and stuff like that to make it a better place for everybody. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanted to say something. The last episode, someone said, like the last guest I had, she said, the fight is not against the, against the genders, it's against the system, like the patriarchal system. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not fighting men, I'm fighting the system that kind of supports men at the top and not women, not all men. Like, I don't have a problem with men, you know? Yeah, well, no, like, I, I don't know who made this, like, system, But men don't benefit it, benefit always from it either. Mm. Like it's it really isn't serving anybody. It's a specific type to of the man. Full extent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A specific But it's type like of man. it's literally like like five percent of men when you think about it, mm. and like that like kind of benefit from that because it's like you said, like there's so many different guys who have like different body types and different things like mm. that. But it's like there's also so many people that like don't benefit from that too. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's it's hard to like package it all in a bow and just make it look nice mm -hmm. but that's essentially like what we're saying um and then for the second us. part of the question um how has it helped me personally um I think feminism has helped me set standards for my life it kind of allows me to know what's acceptable and what's unacceptable and I think that's really important especially as a young woman and like getting into careers and stuff like that like you need to know what is okay and what's not okay and also I think it allows me to know that I can really do anything in life I had I was lucky enough to have like my parents tell me that from a young age um, my dad was always very supportive like he let us do whatever we wanted which I'm so thankful for because I know a lot of people unfortunately don't have that yeah. um, so I think that is a great aspect of feminism Um, it's helped me realize women are far more than childbearers. Women are the coolest people ever. We can literally do anything. Um, every day I'm amazed by women and I'm just so excited to just experience like motherhood and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also excited to have a career and yeah. live my life and travel and like do things that I want to do because I'm not just a homemaker. Like yeah. I'm that bitch. So <laughs> thank you. Um, and then also it helps me connect with other women and like kind of feel like a sisterhood. Even like when you don't know someone, like you can almost just connect with them because they're female. And like, you know, that on some basis, you've had some shared experiences. Yeah. You literally just take everything. <laughs> But what I was going to say is that like, I feel like it just gives like a sense of community because I mean, it can be hard to like, I mean, There's not really like a certain box that people fit into, but it can be hard to find that sense of like belonging, community. And then when there's like women's marches and stuff and getting to like be proud that you're a woman, I feel like feminism really helps to create that kind of inclusive community for everybody to come together and be like, hey, we all rock. So Yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel like at least for me is what Meg said. I think the second part she said about like, I never felt like I could never do something, you know, even the podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wrote this, I think, on Women's March. Like the fact that we women grab a mic, like basically bought a mic online and sat and just talked whatever we want. A few years back, it was so like 
unthinkable like not realistic yeah. not something that people could do and just being able to do it I feel like that's feminism of it in itself you know just being able to have this podcast in this conversation with no men around us you know <laughs> it's even just like I don't know the best kind of conversation <laughs> yeah but then the second question says where do you personally see women empowerment at its best do you want to go first that's a hard question do you want me to go then you can go okay I'll think um meg planned out all her answers <laughs> i did not um just because i literally don't have any memory retention right now so um, you're like dory from nemo nemo yeah no, that's, I, literally, that's literally i her. just like aaron will say something and then 10 minutes later i'll talk about something and she's like i literally just told you that but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I, I get my brain back mm. um but I think women's empowerment is at its best is one instance of this is when men are allies. I think this is super, super, super important. Mm -hmm. I actually read about this study a couple years ago that says that children highly identify with how their fathers view gender roles, not their mothers. Yeah. So like if their father doesn't really like cause, I don't know. Okay. Let me say that again. Um, if the father doesn't really recognize gender roles, then the kids are more likely to just be, you know, like more fluid, not even fluid, just like normal. And then if they have like very strict traditional gender roles, then that passes on to the kids as well. And I think that's a really harmful mentality, especially today, because society is evolving. It's not the fifties anymore. Mm -hmm. And we need to, you know, women are like, coming up in the world and men also need to change their roles as well because things are evolving mm -hmm. um one thing one thing i want to say is, about that oh, is that it's so no no worries it's so good because here the the feminist movement actually divides when it comes to men being in the movement men being included or not and i have, have have had discussions with my friends for hours about it hours and hours and i'm not even going to get into that because it's so crazy but i am one of the people that think that men should be included And it was because mm -hmm. not only here, I, I always think about, yes, the Western culture and all of that, but in the Eastern culture, if you don't add men to feminism and women empowerment, like, how are we going to move forward, you know? So I love that you brought that up. I love having you girls because you always bring, like, controversial topics. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Go on. No, I don't know. I think feminism starts from the home. And, like, had I grown up in a different environment where my parents were super traditional, then things might've been different. Yeah. Like my dad would change my diapers and he would cook if my mom was busy and just st like little stuff like that, Yeah. that, you know, and then my mom would like, you know, like go get the car fixed and, and just like take on like different, they take on each other's roles, which I think is really important. And now like as an adult, I'm looking back and saying like, wow, like that's kind of cool. Like they were almost like a little bit ahead of their time for doing that. Mm -hmm. And now I love when like I see stay at home dads yeah. and you know, stuff like that. And then just like taking control and being more domestic and then like women going out and focusing on their careers. Mm -hmm. I think whatever works for you as an individual is what you should do. But I really do think that men have a huge part in feminism. Yeah. I agree. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay. The next one is sort of just like, like self-explanatory, but like when women support each other, I think this is a huge thing. And we actually see this a lot in the podcast space. Yeah. Um, we, all of us like little podcasts, we have um, group chats and we all just support each other and like each other's stuff. And I think that's, and we interview each other too. Like 
I, I, I never feel like there's competition or anything. Like, I feel like we all have room for each other at the table. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this podcast envir- environment because I know that, like, we could literally talk about anything <laughs> and we're in a safe space. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Don't say that one because okay. I was going to say okay. it. <laughs> what, where I will sort kind of going off of what Meg was about to say, but I just snagged from her, is just, like <laughs> – when I personally see like women empowerment at its best is when women are in positions of power or like when women are like going after those roles that we wouldn't necessarily like see them in, like how like the amount of diversity right now that's in like, I mean like specifically in the United States, but that's in like the U S kind of like political atmosphere and even like women taking on more like masculine roles, I guess, or just like breaking like like the glass ceiling. Like even when like Meghan Markle came out with her interview with Oprah and everybody was like rallying behind her, like seeing everybody stand up for her and like her son and like her daughter and like her relationship was like seeing just all the women rally behind her. Like that's when I see women empowerment at its best when like somebody's kind of like vulnerable and mm-hmm. everyone's behind them, like, yeah, like we got this. Yeah. So that's personally for me. Yeah, I feel like representation is so important and I feel like everybody everybody realized that when uh, in the 2020 election in the States, like when you saw, when uh-huh. I saw this, Kamala Harris like take office, I was like, oh my God, this is so important. Crazy. Like even if I'm not yeah. from the US or whatever, I was like, this is so important. Like it was even mm-hmm. more important than Biden taking office. I was like, I don't care about him. I was like, oh, her, yeah. you know, she's taking it's office her. like a woman. Ladies and gentlemen, her. <laughs> it's just it's really sad though, because like, I remember like, I never had that issue growing up and there's my privilege. Mm-hmm. Everyone on TV looked like me. Yeah. I never had an issue with representation and now I see the importance of it and like, I just think of little girls of color like right now looking up and like they're so young and we have a female vice president like that. I didn't know if I would ever see that in my lifetime. Yeah. Like I just, I'm so proud. And like, I literally was like crying like a baby on yeah, election we, night we were, like, when they were, when, when she made her speech and I was just like, wow, this is so cool. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, it, but representation really is so important and I'm really proud of like, the, of Congress in general, just because like so many people that are were disenfranchised before, and so many minorities yeah. are taking seats, and they're taking seats away from incumbents, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Get the old white men out of there. Yeah. We, we need yeah. a, like a governing body that looks like us. So mm-hmm. yes, exactly. I'm waiting for that shift here in 2021. We have elections in 2021, and I'm like, <gasps> could you please? Oh, exciting. oh my god, could when you are your election? Uh, we have two basically because we vote well the primaries are in august and then the general is the last sunday in october here we are mandatory so it's a whole thing but they are legislative legislative elections but still i mean we have a whole thing with our political people like there are a lot of young people in congress and they do nothing i'm like do something i'm begging you please do something you're there i voted for you please i am begging you do something and they do nothing and it's a whole thing but yeah i mean i love politics yeah the u.s i mean still the u.s is such a powerful country right now that even if they have representation any country feels like they can have representation you know Mm -hmm. i just feel like it's taken so long to get to this point though like 
to have even a female president or vice president. Like yeah. so many other first world countries have had yeah. female like like leaders, and it's taken us till 2020 <laughs> to get one. It's it's kind of backwards because like we're supposed to be progressive, yeah. but yeah. not really. <laughs> like we're not that progressive. No, so. but but it's fine. I feel like you know it's fine. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. You're getting yeah, there. Getting yes, there. yes. Mm-hmm. And then the last question, then we'll move on to the topic of this episode, is what's something that you think we still need to work towards to when it comes to women equality? Um, I think kind of like what Meg was already saying about how, like, in our mind, like, feminism is intersectional and includes everybody. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like it doesn't include everybody and like we're like as much as we love to like talk about feminism it still isn't like that basketball tournament that they just had where it was like the men's weight room was like had all of the stuff Mm -hmm. and like was really decked out and the women had like five little like (laughs) dumbbells to pick up and I was like it's 2021 and the stuff is still happening I know and like on like a bigger scale like I said like we like in our minds feminism is intersectional and involves everybody but like people still have a hard time thinking about like like I don't know like people with like handicaps Mm -hmm. and like obviously people of color everything going on with people like hating on Asian people yeah Yeah. oh my god I just think we need to be more inclusive as a whole I think the U.S. especially has a big problem with white feminism yeah Yeah. um and you see that a lot with like celebrities and stuff like that um I really just think we need to amplify people of color's voices and just support them especially now they need it more than ever yeah yeah I totally 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 agree and that's why I felt like an intersectional feminism episode was needed in the series so that's what the episode before this one was because I felt like it would have been so incomplete without it like I don't know mm-hmm. it was needed you know so yeah i agree 100 yeah. with what you guys said so now moving to today's episode so a little context about why i invited the girls here for this episode basically we touched on a lot of the topics about the me too slash times up movements when we talked about cancel culture and accountability last time like mm-hmm. i feel like i was listening mm-hmm. back to the episode and we touched so much on it that it wouldn't have made sense to invite anyone else because we kind of knew I kind of knew that you were up to talk about it and I was up to talk about it with you and it's always like comfortable to talk with you about anything really and again we kind of touch on it a lot in our episode and it just made sense to make like this like a part two of our collaboration about it so yeah Mm -hmm. so basically I just wanted to say to the public I I know in the doc that I sent you girls I said a lot of information it was more for me than for you than information um like the little yeah the little thing and all that but I was like I don't have anywhere else to put it so I'm just gonna put it here and they're gonna understand that the questions are down (laughs) because I want to recreate that little I want to recreate that little comparison thing and all that because I feel like it's very important to know that like kind of me too Mm -hmm. is more of the movement that fights again all of sexual assault and sexual misconduct and times up more like they have specific like goals like if you go to their page like mm-hmm. they have specific goals that they want to achieve and they're more like workplace focused and me too is more like mm-hmm. life focused if you want to say it, something mm-hmm. like that like it yeah. doesn't have to be only in the workplace but yeah I just want that information is not for <laughs> anything I just wanted yeah. to remember that they're not the same thing because I don't think that anyone really knows that they're not the same thing I just I don't know I remember just putting them together all the time in my mind 
and never really separating. I mean, I, I guess I experienced or I saw both in a different time. I saw Time's Up when the Golden Gloves happened and everyone was wearing black. Yes. And Me Too is what mm-hmm. when a really big case here in Argentina of sexual assault between an actress and an actor was really, really famous. And that's when everyone started to came, come out on Twitter, I think Twitter and Instagram with the Me Too hashtag. And I saw them separate, but they kind of go together. They're going to go separate. It just mm-hmm. depends. But I just wanted to yeah. put that out there. But basically... And now I said my answer, but now you, when did you first hear about or read about any of those two, Me Too or the Time's Up movement? So like, kind of like you just said, definitely the first time I heard about Time's Up was with the Golden Globes and everything. That was when I first like, I think that was when they created like that Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, everybody wore black. And then Me Too was, I definitely heard about Me Too first because I feel like everybody knows about like Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. and how, um, like Ronan Farrow like completely slaughtered him I want to read his book but he like literally like went in and like investigated him and everything and Rose McGowan came out and I was like whoa like that was my first experience but then it was obviously clear that everybody else knew what was happening and like nobody was saying anything so that was really my first experience like realizing that just like this whole world of like sexual assault and like sexual harassment in especially in entertainment was like kind of like an underground secret that like nobody really talked about yeah you didn't really know how deep it went and also how high up it went Mm -hmm. like it was literally the owners of the studios so it's like how are these people supposed to get jobs i saw actually the other day on youtube uh like i know like i know harry weinstein's story but here it wasn't such a big thing on the media so i was looking through Mm -hmm. videos and all of that and i saw like kind of a documentary if you want to say it was like 40 minutes long and I was so like, you know, when you're disgusted and shocked and kind of mm-hmm. like, how the hell was this the norm? And no one said anything for years, you know, I was like, how, how, why? And I don't know, then you think about it, like those times and you're like, and it was the norm everywhere, you know? Like, but he um, looks like that. And he did those things. Did you so. see Did you I'm see Bombshell, the there. movie about the Fox News? Yeah, movies? yeah, we did. You're like, that was so good. how, like, this was the norm. Like, no one even questioned it. And it, it must have been really scary to stand up and be like, this is not okay. But yeah, I don't know. It was now being just like, like going through all of those moments, you kind of realize how bad it is. But just thinking about someone that didn't even experience all the, what we experienced with Me Too and Time's Up. It would have been so hard to be like, hey, this is so wrong and stand up. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember people. like when I had a conversation with my mom, like when this stuff was like going on with like the Me Too and stuff, like mm-hmm. when it first came out and she was like, uh, she was like, wow, this is so amazing. She was like, I really have hope for like your generation and stuff because she's like, when I was your age, like stuff like this happened all the time. And you would just go home and you would tell your mom about it or a friend or something and you'd cry and then you would just keep living your life and never address it again. Yeah. But now like we're actually doing something about it. And I think that's so empowering and just so important. And I'm really proud of like literally everyone that participated. It was just and, ins- and it, yeah. like, it was just insane hearing like Gwyneth Paltrow be like, yeah, yeah like Brad Pitt, like when they were dating, yeah. like yeah. how he had to like stand up for uh-huh. her. And I was like, I mean, obviously we we know Brad Pitt's the shit. Yeah. But I was like, just like <laughs> yeah. hearing stuff like that. I mean I mean, like obviously that's like 
it's like the bare minimum. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Like standing up for girlfriend and sexual harassment. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, Brad Pitt. And I'm like, wait, that is literally the bare minimum. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It was just really. I mean, it it was on one hand like super endearing, like getting to mm-hmm. like hear that he stood up for her. But on the other hand, it was so sad hearing like it ha- happens to like people like Gwyneth Paltrow, who's like this huge name that everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And also, I felt like the Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow couple was so, like, idealized that when she talked about him actually loving and caring for her and defending her, you kind of brought him back to, like, life. I don't know. I feel like I always kind of picture yeah, him as, like, this Earth. James Dean kind of Pinterest guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you hear that, the fact that he's a good guy, you're like, wow, yeah. But, yeah, we expect from men the bare minimum. I feel like this movement kind of just yeah. even tell you how we little we expect from men. <laughs> and oh it sounds God, so bad oh. and I don't want it to make it sound so bad because again this is not against men but it's just the little things like stopping the locker room talk and all of that crap you know like mm-hmm. it's yeah. so little like you don't have to do anything you just have to stop doing things <laughs> I think it really depends on too like how we raise boys mm. and like how I think it like just goes back to how they're treated differently like I don't know I I had two I have two sisters so I didn't really see that firsthand but like (laughs) I had friends that had I had friends that had brothers and they were able to stay out later and like go outside and the girls had to come in earlier and just like stuff like that I don't know like but I think we really need to raise men to be respectful and stop like teaching girls to be careful like it should just be like be nice to everyone For stop sure. being a fucking grief like- <laughs> we talked about this with our friends i talked about this with my friends sorry so much lately because we were talking about how yes we need to teach men to be respectful and all of that but until that change comes and that generation of men change come we still need to take so many precautions before going out on the street which is so mm-hmm. or anywhere not just the street but we were specifically talking about going out on the street which is so sad because yes, we all want to see the change, but I still, even if I, for example, raise my little cousin the way that I want, I, I won't raise him. Like my family raises him the way that I want to yeah. see men in the future. Yeah, I'm not a mom. Uh, still, like for him to change, for the, that whole generation to change, I still need to take care of myself so much going further that it's still just so mm-hmm. sad sometimes. I don't know if I made any sense. No, but, like, it's just – it literally is just so sad what, like, girls have to go through. Like, I mean, I've told, like, Meg this before, but, like, I'm in the, like, I love you so much Facebook group for, like, Kenzie's podcast. And um, this girl was, like, talking about how – like she's, like, selling this product, which I actually considered buying. I probably will. But she sells these keychains that are, like, really cute and decorative. But, like, it's, like, there's, like, a pom-pom and then there's, like, something else. And then it's, like, on the keychain is, like, pepper spray. And I was, like – obviously, like, that's super – great and like awesome for safety but it's so sad that we even have to like purchase that yeah no I know and like I I literally had this conversation with my boyfriend today I was like hey do you want to go for I love like being outside at night I don't know why um but I was like I really want to go for we have like a really nice park like right near our our apartment and I was like I want to go for a walk at night but I can't go by myself so I was like will you come with me on a walk (laughs) Yeah, I, t- I, I, I need like an escort because yeah. I'm too scared to go outside. It's like it's fucked up, but that's how it is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when that's gonna change, yeah. but I hope to see the change. I hope to be 
yeah alive I, I don't know i hope it doesn't take that long for the change that i'm able to see it you know yeah so the second <laughs> question yeah i'm all over the place today is do you think that these movements have done enough to address sexual harassment um i don't think so. i mean clearly not because it's still happening mm -hmm. but um i definitely because i feel like it's almost made it into like i wouldn't say i wouldn't necessarily say a joke but i'm like people are like oh i don't want to do this because like i don't want to get canceled mm -hmm. and stuff like that and they're like like laughing about it but it's like a very serious thing and like mm -hmm. it was crazy seeing like obviously the whole wave of like people like the different waves of people being like exposed for like especially during Me Too, people being exposed for, like, sexual assault, sexual harassment, like, all that stuff. And I feel like they're definitely trying, but, like, in, like, regards to, like, the Time's Up movement, like, just wearing black, like, to this award yeah. show, like, it's definitely a great sense of, like, we're in this together, but, like, I don't know. It's I, I definitely think that, like, there's definitely a lot more work that still needs to be done. Yeah, this reminds yeah, me, like, one thing, before Meg says something, this reminds me of a quote no, that... Maddie Healy from the 1975 one says that if you're questioning what to do around okay. women, then don't do that. Like, it's just, why are you questioning it? Like, uh, if I'm questioning about an action that I'm about to do or take or whatever, that's just enough to know that I shouldn't do it and that it's not appropriate. Like, yeah. he, like everyone was like, he was like saying, like, people were asking him, like, what to do around women? And he was like, appropriate things, like, objectively appropriate things. That's it. <laughs> like, like if you would be embarrassed, like, telling your mother, like, what you did or, like, telling your yeah. friend, like, ma like maybe, like, a mentor because I'm, like, I, w I wouldn't be, like, talking to my mom, I guess, about that. Like, mm -hmm. but it's, like, if you're, if you would be embarrassed telling someone that you respected, like, what you did or, like, what you're about to do, cut it. <laughs> just don't do it. Also, I just don't get how, like, lesbians aren't attacking people on the street and they're both they're into women they're not yelling out in the street but they're not yeah they're not they're not committing atrocities yeah. <laughs> like they're they can control themselves so i i just i think again that comes back to a societal thing i think it's how we raise boys and also like the lack of mental health because like clearly these people are like deranged so yeah. like we need to i don't know but yeah i agree with aaron i don't think i think there's there were steps in the right direction, but I don't necessarily think it's enough. Again, I think there could always be more, um, but I think there needs to be more of a push to like change legislation, yeah. just like across the board, like worldwide, mm -hmm. um, and just per like more protection for LGBTQ members and also minorities. I think that's like the most important thing. But like we think that people are doing like we're like, oh, like people are trying to make moves and people are trying to make a difference. But then this college, like 45 minutes away from us, just got mm -hmm. exposed. Um, I don't know if anybody's listening is from Connecticut, but Eastern Connecticut State just got exposed for how they handle sexual assault. And they're like, maybe if you were more careful next time, like this wouldn't have happened. And like they literally leaked like all of like it was like 20 different things that like the like the university said to like different victims. And it's like. We're clearly still not handling it well. Like, I don't know if you saw the London case about Sarah. I never know how to say her oh, last name. But yeah. The yeah. police said, oh, but just stay, like, to women, just stay inside during a, a night. 
that's that's how they're gonna fix the problem. It was a police officer that did that to her. But how are you gonna like, like make women stay inside at night? Like, what if I need something? Like, that's not. I don't. You don't fix no, the issue like that, like, you know? <laughs> no, right? And it's like Meg just said, like. I literally work nine to six and then I'm like, okay, like I want to get home, eat dinner and then like work out. And I'm like, I can't go for a run or like go for a walk. You literally can't. It's so, it's so sad. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that I literally had to ask my boyfriend to escort me outside because I don't feel safe. I still do that thing where I get in my car and I look, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, who's there? And then I like lock the door and I fucking turn the light on and I'm like, and it, like, if you've had to walk to your car with your keys in between your hands you or know. just walk anywhere, that's when you know. Yeah. And, like, you're – and then there's someone behind you and you're just, like <laughs> – you're trying to, like, keep yeah. a safe dip and you're walking faster. It's, like, you just hear about this stuff all the time. Like, there was a girl in New York that was running on a hiking trail and she got kidnapped and raped and killed in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear about the, it's not even at night anymore. It's like literally in broad daylight. So it's impossible to feel safe. And especially the Sarah Everard's thing, that was a cop. So it's like, there's already so much <laughs> disdain in the police. And then that happened. I'm like, you can't even help me. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to help myself. <laughs> like, imagine like, going I, to, I up just... to a police officer and being like, hey, this guy is following me. And the police officer is not even like, quote-unquote your friend or your ally there like who do you trust you know it's so insane i don't know if you saw the tiktoks going around (laughs) i don't know if you saw the tiktoks going around of like girls seeing other girls being kind of harassed by men and then going up there and being Mm -hmm. like oh yeah oh hi friend or whatever i'm like oh my god i was trying to text you or something i was like you know when you see that you know that happens when you see it you're like whoa like what you know oh i would totally do that if i saw someone if I saw someone doing that, I did help someone at a party one time. She was like making out with this guy um, and she looked like completely out of it. And he kept trying to like pull her. And I was like, I literally was like, are you okay? Like me and my friend were like, like, no, like leave her alone. Like she's not like, okay, right now. Like you need to stop what you're doing. Because I was like, she's literally something like awful could happen because she's completely out of it. And like, that's fine it's a college party like you're literally supposed to be drunk but you shouldn't have to worry about being raped when you're just trying to have a good time like it's it's so and then the university thing they just don't care like they don't care about women and it's so sad that everyone cares way more about their image yeah yeah it's so it's so crazy it's so depressing yeah (laughs) and then uh the second part of the question i think i know all of our answers but just to talk about it more openly should we assume guilty until proven innocent with men accused of sexual assault see this is a hard question i was kind of thinking as we were just discussing because like the like my automatic answer is like yes because i'm like okay like why would someone lie about it but then you think about like amber heard mm-hmm. and how like she made up all this stuff about johnny depp and then it turned out not to be true and like he was like traumatized from it and is now like going through a lot because of that and so like but also like that's that could be like the exception of me thinking of that movie he's just not that into oh, yeah. like it's the exception not the rule <laughs> but um i don't know you think about it and it's like 
obviously like you want to believe like the women in your life or like the women coming out because I cannot even imagine how much like strength and courage it takes to come out and be like hey I was especially in the entertainment industry with these huge names Mm -hmm. being like hey I was like sexually assaulted or anything and so like I think the right thing to do is kind of to assume guilty Mm -hmm. but I don't know I think like I think in an ideal world I think that the victim should be able to say their truth say what happened to them without judgment and I I personally believe people when they're telling mm-hmm. stuff like that because they don't really have much to gain by coming out with it. It's a lot of scrutiny. They're setting themselves up for trauma, basically. So I think they deserve respect to be listened to. And I do think that perpetrators should have their day in court. And I think they should be held accountable. Yeah. But the justice system doesn't always get it right. Like, we saw this with Brock Turner. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, I want to read her book, too. But, Q, we oh, my God, I saw her. So on, I think it was 60 Minutes. I literally was sobbing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I don't think it's always about legal justice. I think it's also about social justice. Yeah. But, like, I think we low-key ruined Brock Turner's life. Like, yeah. If you ch- if you where, where is he now? Does if you know? flip to like a criminal justice textbook, his name will be next to rape. <laughs> like he's a famous example of like a rape case gone wrong. Yeah. Like I don't know anyone that would ever marry this dude no. or like like how can he get a job? Like his his name is completely tarnished. Yeah, and that's how I think it should be. Do I think he should still be in jail? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but I mean he's Until still <laughs> getting some sort of like karma for what he did yeah i don't know yeah you know i certainly agree i actually saw a tiktok well me every time with tiktok every time i'm saying something i'm like referring back oh, to tiktok i'm sorry yeah every single word that comes out of my mouth like, i have to yeah, i can like hear TikTok. myself i'm like oh my god i saw this tiktok i am like yeah wow. meg was texting me earlier she was like working and she was like yeah i have this tiktok sound like stuck in my head <laughs> i was like okay me oh, oh my god i'm always like oh my friends would be laughing at me so much because i was one of those people that were like i'm never going to download tiktok and here i am referring it every time but i saw this tiktok of a part of a show that i don't really know the show but it was this girl talking to a man and she was like talking about it was like okay 30 seconds but i'm just gonna paraphrase it because i don't remember exactly what she said but she was saying something about how you feel so sexualized growing up as a woman and all the catcalling and all of that and then someone comes up which would be the me too movement like i think i don't really know what the scene is about but they're like hey this is not okay and you can just you know this is not okay let's just protest about it and she said like the relief is so great and it feels like a tsunami and of course like in any tsunami innocent people drown but still Mm -hmm. it just you know i don't know if i made any sense with what i'm saying it's just like the wave. no no that made total sense the wave of course is gonna take innocent people and i'm so sorry for them but that doesn't mean that the wave shouldn't happen Mm-hmm. it's gonna happen regardless yeah. yeah like you can't stop a tsunami baby yeah yeah i'm gonna send you a tiktok it's because hard. i said it horribly yeah send it to me but i want to see it she, it's been building for a long time yeah. she just said like yeah what i mean with this is like yeah of course innocent men are gonna be convicted or not convicted but like canceled because of it probably is gonna happen you know there are people who take advantage of situations like this and movements like this and they mm-hmm 
treat it as a joke or as something to get revenge on someone or whatever and it's gonna happen but that doesn't cancel the whole movement you know you just have to mm-hmm. i don't know like the amber yeah, heard case like outlined. you just have to yeah you just have to realize that the movement is still important and there are people that are actually speaking up and i feel like we said this on the cancel culture episode which was i'm, I'm always gonna be with the victim and if i'm wrong mm-hmm. at least i'm gonna be okay with the fact that I was with the victim and if she lied or whatever it happened I can come up and say hey I was wrong but at least I am with the victim I'm not with the perpetrator you know and I feel like that makes me makes me feel okay makes me sleep at night okay (laughs) also like I always I mean it's kind of like the way we go about like the podcast too it's like we always want to be a place that like people like people feel comfortable being and especially when it comes to like allegations of sexual assault or sexual harassment or anything like that or even like workplace harassment like you always want to be somebody that like people feel that they can come to you about that stuff like you never want to be someone that it's they're going to be like so like what were you wearing or like like what did you say to him like what were you giving off to him like you never want people to assume that you're going to be that kind of person and so like okay if you are wrong maybe like if the person did lie at least you were like believing in them Mm -hmm. and like kind of like supporting them no matter what so because i also feel like it can happen to any of us at any mm-hmm. time and how would i feel if people wouldn't believe in me that would be so sad and i would feel so yeah, alone and I bad know. and i wouldn't want anyone to feel like that you know so exactly before anything i believe the victim and again if i have to correct that i will correct that at the end of whatever proofs are taken whatever but until then, I know that I can sleep at night and be okay with what I believe in and in myself, knowing that I believe the victim, you know? Mm-hmm. Love, that. Mm-hmm. Love that. And this question, the third one, I saw it on like a discussion forum of Me Too movement, which Ooh, I okay. felt so, it was so like, I don't know, I felt it's it so interesting, school. I don't know what discussion I would say. Oh, no, love but it's, it says, is Me Too radical or reactionary? A watershed or merely a flood? That's how you say flood? Flood? I don't know. (laughs) No, you said it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're so cute. I know. And then it continues and says, how can employers, campuses, and courts most fully and fairly respond to the court of public opinion? I think that's a good question because I feel like a lot of times, like we said earlier, people don't want to be canceled. So they'll react like, they'll react kind of reactionary, like you said, like to that Mm -hmm. instead of being like, okay, like what's like, what do we want to do? They're like, oh my God, we don't want to like look bad. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? No, I just think like overall, I think, I don't think Me Too is anything new. I think this has been building for decades. Um, so I definitely don't think it's radical. I think it was radical in the 60s and 70s, like yeah. during the women's movement. But um, I definitely think it's more reactionary um, because I think people are just tired of seeing it. They're tired of hearing their friends you know, tell, like, tell them about the guy that was catcalling them when they were walking home or just, like, it's, it just takes such a toll on you and I think we're just done. And I think it's definitely, like, a watershed. I think it's, like you said, it's, like, a huge tsunami. Like, I think it, it just needs to, like, take over society and just change everything mm-hmm. because at some point something has to give. Yeah. yeah, I think it definitely is a watershed because it's, like, in my mind, like, a watershed is more, like, over time mm-hmm. it's just like coming and coming and it's not really stopping it might get like stronger for a second lighten up a little bit but it's still going and I don't really think it's like 
bam, like your basement's flooded, like it's mm-hmm. done. It's like you've been doing these little acts and like little, like little, I don't know, these little actions like over time that have caused this to come. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And then for like the final part of the question, I just think you like universities, employers, courts, all that stuff, they just need to hold people accountable. Yeah. Um, it goes back to the cancel culture episode if you think about it yeah (laughs) that's the biggest thing is just holding people accountable and just like giving the victim the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and like not automatically assuming that they're lying i think they need new pr people because they don't i mean like literally hire me i will do your pr because it's like y'all are y'all suck yeah like you're doing so bad yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and i felt like with Erin, what erin said about the watershed i totally agree because i started looking at looking up the me too movement and all of that and if you see it actually started back in 2006 when um a girl used a phrase about i don't know if she was protesting some sexual assault about a friend or whatever and then it came more popular with the harvey weinstein thing and all of that but yeah, if you think about it, this has been happening for a while, but just being aware of it just just now, you know? Yeah. No, um, I was just looking up. Um, so I would Hold on. Oh, okay. So um if anybody's listening, I don't I think it's still on Netflix, but my sister and I watch this like every year. It's like an annual rewatch, but um it's called The Hunting Ground and it's basically like um I think it's like 20 plus girls or something they all got together and they were all sexually assaulted like on college campuses and their schools did nothing Mm -hmm. and so they all got together and they wrote this huge like I think it was like a 50 page document to like I think just like the national school board about um they like were I think it was like regarding title Mm nine because like title nine, if you guys didn't know, it's like that, like women and men should be able to like go to college and like Mm -hmm. have the same rights, kind of like feminism in that Mm -hmm. way that they're like equal, equal protection. Exactly. And like women were not being like supported by their colleges. So would highly recommend watching it. It's really good and really educational when it comes to like how the school system, there's like a lot of stats about like how the school systems handle like rape and sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I I never watch it. I feel like the college campuses here, things doesn't happen because we don't have the same kind of, we don't live in campus alone. We don't do all of that that you do. Our campus is more like the place where we take our breaks during school and that's it. Like we don't have the parties and all that. Still happens outside of school, but it doesn't really, it doesn't make you want to go to school and be like, hey, be responsible because it happens outside of school. But I feel like, uh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I feel like the college, like university thing going on there with sexual harassment and sexual misconduct, sexual assault, it's so huge and no one ever talks about it. Like no one ever talks about it. Like Mm -hmm. I was in an interview for another podcast called Loudmouth and she was talking about how this whole thing about the Greek life and the frat parties and sexual Mm -hmm. assault are so connected and no one was talking about it and she did a whole episode about it. And it's her most recent episode and all of that. And we're talking about how how to talk about quote-unquote controversial topics. And she told me that. And I was like, wow. Like, I never thought about it before she said it. And I was like, yeah, like, of course. You know, when you think about it, you're like, I'm not surprised. But of course, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's not even just frats. It's, like, sports teams. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say this because it will give it away. But I've been to – like other friends schools like visiting them and they're like oh we're not gonna go to this house because like bad shit happens here 
or like I know someone who got assaulted here like it's just so known yeah but like people just don't do anything about it and they just tend to protect like institutions like colleges and universities tend to brush it under the rug yeah just so that they don't look bad and then they yeah that's that's the end of it you know it's never brought up again because they don't like all these institutions like even when it comes to like COVID and stuff I don't think y'all realize that like they don't really respect you they just love your money yeah and so like they don't really care it's an accountability thing like they they don't want to be held liable for looking they just don't want to look bad Mm -hmm. it's all about image and they want people to keep coming to their school and stuff like that but so, and it's, uh, yeah, they really don't care about you as an individual, which is a sad thing, but it's crazy. That's the truth. Yeah. And then the other one says, how has the fight against sexual harassment changed over time? Like, you can tell me, of course, your opinion. It doesn't have to be, like, objectively, how has it actually changed over time? But how have you felt that it has changed over time? And how can sexual harassment actually be stopped? Which we touched a little bit on before, but just to kind of round it up. <laughs> I think it's changed, like, because I kind of talked about before about, like, what my mom said, how, like, in the past, women would just, like, tell maybe one or two people, and then they Mm. would, like, deal with it on their own and just not talk about it again, but I think women are getting a lot more power, like, we've literally brought down some of the biggest names, Mm -hmm. like, ever, like, it's not even just the entertainment industry, it's politicians, it's, you know, literally anyone that has a high office i mean let's go with the the last week's case david dobrik i mean what yeah i was like no no one no one is untouchable that's what we're saying holy shit the 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 tables have turned and i think people are you know and you know what is crazy i'm sorry i don't want to interrupt you so much but you know what's crazy is the fact that i was surprised but at the same time i wasn't because so many men on this positions of power whatever it is it can be a political position of power or having 18 million subscribers on youtube always have something like this going on behind them either they are witnesses Mm -hmm. and haven't told anyone either they are the ones perpetrating or whatever it happens and it's so sad that again the fact that men in power have tendencies to be like this all the time and it makes me so mm-hmm. sad. Like, again, I saw everything about David Zerberg and I saw what happened and all that. And I was like, why am I not surprised by this? Like, I, we come to the point where I'm not surprised by this. And it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like, we're just getting desensitized to everything. No. And I'm like, I'm hoping that anybody listening to this episode or you can tell your friends or something that like, just because like David Dobrik didn't actually sexually assault this girl, he is just as bad. He's because, so just Because he knew. Because he knew that his best friend was in the other room, sexual like assaulting this girl who was black underage, and they got, they got her blackout drunk, mm-hmm. and him and another individual were having sex with her. She is not like able to consent, and just because he didn't do it, he knew that it happened. And th- this is over two, three years and ago. And then he made jokes and he about it. it happened. Yeah, he was making jokes, like, references about it and laughing. I was like, In the same breath, he was laughing. Yeah, like, so, like someone's sexual assault is not the title of your next vlog. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. It's, like, it's, 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 really not, not. it's not for clicks. Like, it's not for views. Like, oh, she got, had group sex. Like, what? No. And then this I saw his apology girl? video and I just 
went back to our console culture episode where we were talking about apology videos and I was like this is down to the T an apology video like the theory is so correct like he cries he says he's sorry a hundred times he said we just held someone accountable for this and also him and he's like oh my god this is just the same all over again Sorry, continue, it, it, continue it what really, you were saying, but I just I just needed to put that out there because I was surprised that I was crazy. not surprised, you know? No, it literally was like he looked up like YouTube apology <laughs> template. And he was yeah. like, guys, I'm really sorry. Like, I'll never do this again. Tears. Um, Yeah, like I didn't really sexually assault her. Like it was my friend and like I took him off my channel, but like I am really sorry. Tears. I was like, holy shit. Y'all, I don't know why y'all can't understand. Like just like take accountability just like say you did it you don't have to be like excuses just no. say like i did this and like and he was like dis this is like um sorry he was disassociating himself from him completely. instead of just being like yeah he was like oh i, I don't know him He's yeah not here i'm not anymore. with him yeah i know for damn sure if this didn't come out they would still be hanging out making vlogs yeah, yeah. and that's and that's the sad part <sighs> i know and he's like i like i just didn't like he was like i just just, like couldn't believe that like my high school best friend would do this and i was like that's literally what like harassment culture is like it could be anybody you are who you hang out with and also did you see oh my god i'm always referring tiktok this is getting sad but a tiktok that i saw about uh there's a show on netflix about a guy that talks i don't even remember his name daniel something and he was talking about women and and rape culture and all of that and he said that he that like the whole not all men situation like if one guy out of 10 is bad and sexual assaults a woman Mm -hmm. it falls on all of the other 10 because you know like it's not something that comes out of the blue the guy makes comments the guy does things the guy does things and if you still and 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 again like he said like yeah he raped my friend and i knew and I also stayed quiet about it. And he said that that's something that he's going to take to his grave. And he's always going to be uh, like guilty and, and remorseful about. But if you think about it, like it's just so it's again, it's not something that someone that comes out of the blue and all of a sudden is a sociopath and wants to like rape women. Like, of course, there are people mm-hmm. that are like that. But if you're like the best friend, you know. You know he has tendencies, yeah. and you know what to do and what not to do, and also you know when not to stay quiet. Like you can speak up anytime you want. Like if David Dobrik has spoken up at the time that the thing happened, the girl shouldn't have to just use a fake name to tell her story. You know, I know. Like she shouldn't have to like tell like beg him to like take the vlog down. And then like I saw a TED Talk too. It was like kind of like going off like kind of similarly to like what you just said. But this girl was like, people say like it's not all men, but like it's too many men. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's not all of them. Yeah, like, of, of, yeah, like of course it's not all of them, but like it's too many of them for it to be okay. Even one is too many. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I totally agree. I don't know if we answered the question, but. <laughs> oh, okay. um. So. Well, I mean, like you, you could say, like, how can sexual harassment be stopped yeah. if it even could? Yeah. Um. So I think just back to what, kind of what I was saying before, um, like how women have brought down like huge people like David Dobrik. Hopefully, he's canceled. Yeah. Um, I think with social media, that has been a huge tool. Good point, Meg. And a huge component of like how women have gotten their stories across, yeah. like just going through and seeing like people that I know talking about their sexual assaults and stuff like that. Like it's 
so humbling and crazy to think that like these awesome people that you know have been through such horrible shit um so I think that has been like almost a breeding ground for this movement and I think that's what's allowed it to stick and to bring down so many people and it's going to continue to bring down so many people um but I don't think I can I don't this sounds kind of sad but I don't know if it can ever be stopped fully um I feel like some people are always just gonna have that tendency and like be violent and stuff like that um but I think that we can improve and I just think I just think we have to like give harsher punishments to people and actually like put them in jail so that they're not doing this to other people yeah I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't know I just hate the excuse like we just talked about it like the whole David Dober thing of like people being like oh like he's my friend like I never would have expected him to do that or I didn't I didn't do it he did it I didn't do it I'm like and yeah it's like oh my god no or it's it's literally like when people come out as like just being like a like a horrible person and people are like oh but he was nice to me but I who cares I I was thinking about this the other day when I saw the apology video and I was like let's let's change sexual harassment for another crime like murder if you know that someone Mm -hmm. is murdering someone on the next room is it okay that you stay quiet in the next room like you go to jail you are I mean you know I never thought about it like that I literally never thought about it like that. Like it's like you're an accomplice. Like it's kind of like you when are. you drive the getaway car and someone like exactly. robs a convenience like, store. You like didn't... you were there. Yeah. Like you knew about it. Exactly. And like that's like an obstruction of justice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was. Did I go to law school? <laughs> I just did. Okay, I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like it's hard. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is because of what he did. But if we change it to any other crime, we will be there will be no discussion about it. Like, there are people out here defending David Dobrik, and I'm like, change sexual assault for another crime. It, he's guilty. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but he it is. <laughs> you know? Ugh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. David Dobrik. I never liked him anyway. I never. So. I, I was also, going to say the same thing. I never I never. Him. I can say I've never watched any of his vlogs. I, like, actually like them, but I haven't watched them in a few years. But Ariel was like, I hate the way he smiles. And then she texted me and was she- like, did you hear about David Dobrik? She's <laughs> like, I, I knew. knew. He just looked like a psychopath. Yeah. And like, I heard that his like estranged little brother was like struggling financially, and like David literally didn't help him at all. Uh, are you kidding? Like he literally drives like these like hundred thousand dollar cars he and loud like can't Teslas. Help his like can can yeah, but like, you know? he can't help his family. It's so messed up. Oh my god. No, he's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Well, now we now we know. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking for like an hour, so I'm just going to go. I know. I know. We're gonna go be quickly with the next two questions, but basically the next one talks about, or I wanted to touch on a little bit about why you think women don't speak out and why do you think women have started to speak out right now uh, with the movement and all that do you think that they have become more empowered do you think that maybe i don't know they feel like a sisterhood actually within feminism or not or maybe they just feel like social media helps them to put their story out there and that's it like what's your opinion on that I literally feel like you just, like, answered it for me, like, (laughs) um, no, but, like, I feel like women just don't report, because, like, I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't say they're, like, they're embarrassed, but it's, like, you don't want that judgment from other people, or people to, like, have an opinion on your life, because it's, like, your story, you know, and, like, people don't, yeah, people, like, don't want to be, like, looked at differently, 
And I feel like people are coming out with their stories now for exactly what you just said, like social media and like the whole Me Too movement creates like a sort of sisterhood. Like you can, I mean, I feel like everybody knows at least somebody that has had like been sexually harassed at some point. And it's like being able to bond over like that experience and that story is like, I feel like why people come out because then like you, if you have a story yourself, you might not necessarily know somebody that you can like relate to. So it's nice to have like that sisterhood bond with like other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, but like coming from someone who has been sexually assaulted, um, I think it's, it's just very personal and it's hard to even say out loud, let alone think about, like it took me like a year to tell my mom um the only people that knew were Aaron and like one other friend and um I don't know it's just it's just you physically like just can't talk about it you just have to like keep going about your day because if you think about it it can like just set you off yeah um and I've actually like read studies and stuff too that say like a lot of um victims of sexual assault don't actually process it until years after the fact um so it's almost just like you're kind of in denial for like the first year or so and then it can like come back later it doesn't even have to be like a year there's no time Mm -hmm. but it can come back like later in your life to Mm -hmm. haunt you basically Mm -hmm. um and I had like kind of what Aaron was talking about how like there's sort of a kinship with other women like I had a friend and we both like told each other that we were assaulted and Mm -hmm. it was like kind of similar circumstances and we just like cried and like promised not to tell other people um and like we were saying that like we didn't want to tell like really anybody about it because we didn't want it to change our lives and stuff like I could never imagine my dad knowing or like something like that that would just be like too much for me Mm -hmm. um but we chose to deal with it on our own and that's fine too like not everyone has to you know go to court and like look their accuser like look at their perpetrator in the eye and like you know say that you did this to me but like it's still you're still being brave. You still deal with it every day. And what's right for someone doesn't have to be right for everybody. But the most important thing is to not brush it under the rug, whether you choose to deal with it privately, like with a therapist or, you know, like friends or something, or just even journaling by yourself, or you choose to, you know, come forward and do something about it. Both of those are the right answer. It, it, It really like, just, you just have to live your life and know what's best for you. That's really it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. It means a lot. I just really wanted to put that out there. Like it's, it means a lot, you know, that you share that here. You feel safe in my little place in the internet to share that. (laughs) It means a lot. No, I just have the utmost respect for people that do come out. Like they, I can't even imagine. I physically can't even imagine. And it breaks my heart that people are, like, mean to them and don't believe them and, like, call them names and stuff and ask them questions. It's, like, they're already doing something so traumatizing and you're making it so much worse. Mm-hmm. And it's it just – I'll never be over that. So, yeah. that's – yeah, that's ten, – that's, I tend to side with the victim. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just, like – I mean, <laughs> just, like – they say all the time, but like walk a mile in someone else's yeah. shoes. Like imagine if you were sexually assaulted and you finally had the courage, not even to just tell your friends who you know how they feel about you or your family, but to social tell like media. these randos. Yeah, yeah, social media, all these randos. Imagine having to tell them. So yeah, yeah. Usually it's out of the victim. Yeah, 
Well, again, Meg, thank you, thank you so much for sharing it. The tea, no, the Spanish tea, came out there. But thank you. <laughs> You're oh so God. cute. I love. I could listen to you talk all day. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, but actually, nothing. It has nothing to do with this. But I, I've gotten so much more fluent since the last time we talked in English. I am surprised by myself. I'm like, wow. This is so good. No, you're Dude, like you... using huge words. Like, you're literally saying perpetrator. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even... No, you... I, I just... No, like, like I went to law school. Give yourself more credit. <laughs> I, I should, I should, I should. No, but there was one question earlier that I think we missed, or maybe I wrote it down, but it was like, who's a woman that, like, inspires you? And I want to say you. I missed I it. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh no, it's fine. But we're bringing it back we, now because we skip questions all the time. If we're, if it's like going really long, oh, no, I'm like we've been talking so much. No, so, no, no. but okay. I just want to say um, thank you for doing this entire month. I've I've like, been obsessed with it. It's, it's it's such a great resource. You've talked to so many amazing women, and I think it's just so great what you're doing. And I'm really oh. proud of you. And you're putting in a lot of effort. I hope you make this an annual thing. Yeah, no, you have to. And like, I should, it's just so important to bring light to this. I don't know. Yeah. Especially now. I just feel like everyone needs it. Thank you. Sorry for missing the question. <laughs> That's oh so God, not I professional. But it's okay. Dude, oh it's, your, it's your podcast. It's your show, girl. <laughs> no, like, I, like, it was like so smooth that like I literally thought that you just skipped it because like we were talking too much and you didn't want to answer it because like we do that all the time in the podcast. I love like, that if, question. If like, I love that question. We literally like we'll have we'll have the questions like in front of us and then like we'll just like slightly like like point to which one we're skipping and then we'll just go over it. No, this happens when like, I don't write it down. You know, I need to write them down with my little handwriting. But I was like, no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Gen Z and I'm gonna use the Google Doc and it didn't work. You know, it didn't work. But whatever. Yeah. No, I love Google Doc yeah. though. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. It means the world. Like I love for you guys to be part of this. We can say this more. We thank each other when we end the episode. But sometimes you put so much work into this, and I said this in a lot of the episodes. Like I want this to start conversations, and sometimes you really don't know. Like you put a lot of effort in this full series about what it's like to be a woman and all of this that goes around it, and. I don't know. I just, I always hope that it starts conversation and someone just saying like, well, this is amazing what you're doing. It just means the world to me. Like it just kind of wraps it around and it's like, oh, you know, like I, I did it. Even just for one person, I did it. <laughs> it doesn't go unnoticed. No, though, it really sure. doesn't. Uh, we see you out here grinding. So <laughs> even when we were dying with COVID, we saw you out here grinding. <laughs> I know. I like didn't have enough energy to post, but I was like, oh, Camila just I'm always posting also. Like, You'll post it for the 10th uh, time today. <laughs> I'm not even out of bed. I am always posting. It's insane. But I love it though. I yeah. love the consistency. Like oh. it's not a lot of people have that. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I think Especially it's, for a solo podcaster. Yeah. I'm that's so impressive. I, I think I, it's I was talking about this with my dad the other day, going off topic, of course, but it's the Argentinian in me. Like we have this thing of overworking and just always being yeah. one step ahead of everyone else and always doing one thing more. Not because we're not burnt out and all of that, just because 
we are so behind sometimes on some things that you want to just show people that you are capable of doing it anyway. Oh my god, this is so I should yeah. do a whole episode on Argentina culture, but to end the episode. Okay, wait, yes, I should. You definitely should, but we definitely get that yeah. in the US because that's like what we're we're like the CEOs of overworking. Yeah. Oh my god, um, please stop. And not it. taking care of ourselves and shit. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like we literally both got off work and we were like, okay, time to podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but this is Oh yeah, this, this isn't even work though. This, this is, is like, like so much fun. Yeah, sorry. Okay, shit now on the last question. Uh, th- I wrote it down so professionally, so I'm just gonna say it because I'm proud of my vocabulary here. Okay. <laughs> okay. How can we start to broaden the conversation and consider the unique vulnerabilities of those from more diverse social classes, races, age groups, and sexual and gender identities? Your thoughts. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that we can do is just like listen, um, listen to other people's experiences. I I think we learned a lot about that just like with the Black Lives Matter movement, like people coming forward and saying like stuff that's happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, just amplifying voices of color and just anyone that's different and just treating them the same as you would anyone else because it's. I don't know. It's it's so disheartening to see people being mistreated just because of how they look or who they love. And I don't know. Something's got to change, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's kind of what Meg was just saying, but you don't even realize how much you don't know until you listen to yeah. other people or, like, other sources. Like, especially when it comes to Asian hate and, like, the whole Stop mm-hmm. Asian Hate movement going on right now. Like, there's so much that I'm learning like so much that I even like still need to learn and I feel like opening the floor and like amplifying voices of people of color or people from different social backgrounds and like really taking the time to listen and not just like say that you're listening to like sound cool or to like follow a trend or hashtag to actually like yeah to like just like to hashtag it or just to like make it seem like you care like to actually like make the room for them and like like truly listen like that's why I love accounts like um humans of New York yeah and like the book like I have Mm -hmm. the book I still love the book I will always have that book book too and I just think it's so great that they literally interview anyone and everyone I've seen disabled people Mm -hmm. I've seen gay people I've seen old people Mm -hmm. I've seen literally every sort of person under the sun and I think it's so great that they just talk about their life experiences Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we need to do I think we just need to be more open about talking about things and we need to be better listeners because how do you expect things to change if you don't like listen and start especially as two white girls like what do we know (laughs) like we need to we need people to speak up because otherwise nothing's ever going to change and we need to use our platforms to give the people that yes. don't have, that cannot mm-hmm. have the platform or people don't give them the platform, the place to speak up, you know, because I feel like, again, you know, I did this whole series to start conversations and I invited people that, I don't know, I felt like I wanted in my platform, even if they have bigger platforms than me, just amplifying it yeah. to another public, you know, public. Well, we're honored that you wanted us to even come on. It, like, means a lot that you, like, even asked us. Again. 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 (laughs) It, like, means even more now because, like, this was, like, your first month of, like, this huge thing that you're doing, which it's, like, 
crazy that you were able to like come up with us and put it all together and so like you it, must it, be. it means a lot that you even like asked us and like wanted no. us to be a part of it you must be happy that march is almost oh over right? when i was planning i was like oh my god there are five mondays in march like how can that be possible <laughs> how can i do that five mondays i didn't even know that i didn't know That's that even. Many. i was like oh my god five episodes i don't and then you when you start oh. doing it and planning it you're like that's not enough like that is so not enough for everything that i wanted to change yeah and yeah but that brings us to the end of the episode we've been talking for like an hour and 20 minutes so i feel like yeah. you should so just sorry. shout yourselves out where people can find you and all of that you can listen to our podcast love you mean it so love you comma mean it on spotify apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on instagram at love you mean it podcast yeah and that's pretty much it for where you can find us we had so much fun sorry for talking your ear off no i love it and that's why i wanted to have you guys here i feel like this is the perfect part two of our first episode in my podcast so exactly thank you so much for being here and to join us you next week bye adios Adios.